0: Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got another offer every football fan should jump on right now. New customers that use the code PHNX to sign up can bet just $1 on any NFL game this week and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point, which is pretty much a guarantee. So you might as well sign up and use the code PHNX. Hey, Johnny, how are you?
1: I'm good, Cheerson. How are you? Getting up for your big I, trip to Cleveland?
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to pack when we're all done here. Are did, are you laying off the energy drinks tonight?
1: I I am. Yeah. So when we're, we're when we're in studio with Frank, I have to per- meet <laughs> his, his energy level, right? Especially when you're there and Saul's there. So I yeah, I get an energy drink. It's not healthy. I know. I get the kind that are zero sugar. They're still like terrible for you, but I try to be better about that. I don't drink pop or anything, but. On a ah, Now that's a word
0: they don't say out here, Johnny.
1: They don't what do they say? Soda? I soda. I grew up in the Midwest, as you did. I and it was pop where I came from.
0: Yeah. I got made fun of when I came here to go to Arizona State. <clears> I, <throat> I literally thought it was kids thought it was just absolutely hilarious that I said the word pop. They're like, What is that? Pop? I'm like, Yeah, what's soda?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I I never heard it until we moved out here regularly now. Too funny.
0: All right. So we've got a showdown between two former Oklahoma quarterbacks this weekend, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, but there's some drama down in Norman where they came from between two quarterbacks and a student it's been trending today. A student reporter broke the news that freshman quarterback um, Caleb Williams was got more or the majority of snaps with the first team in practice than Spencer Rattler because yeah. everybody was wondering what was going to happen this weekend so a student reporter went to a public building nearby used binoculars and Jeez. was able to look over the field and see who was practicing with the ones who was practicing with the backups and reported not only did this this student report that but then they went as far as to get quotes from spencer rattler who is a local guy graduated from pinnacle high school uh got quotes from mike rattler his dad about right now he's you know focused on this team but we'll see what happens in terms of whether or not he's going to stay here or go to the nfl and also talk to his quarterbacks coach Mike Giovando, who I've had the pleasure of interviewing multiple times, is sort of a quarterback group guru here, uh, and got quotes from him as well. So he did his due diligence.
1: So he gets in- an A in, in journalism 101. Is that, that's what the end result has to be.
0: I gotta give the kid props. Uh, it was a big deal because it's pretty big news, especially with a football program like that. I mean, fans yeah. in a in a in a market like that, fans hang on. I mean, who, who's gonna be the starting quarterback is like a huge deal. My only thing is, I was like. I thought it was funny. And then I was like, oh, props to this kid, or there might have been a couple of yeah. kids that were working on the story. But then I was like, okay, if that was closed practice, because I, I couldn't find out whether or not it was closed practice, if that's closed practice. Be, it's right? a huge no-no. You can't do that.
1: No, they probably need to up their security in Oklahoma. They have the funds to add a couple more security guards, but I mean, like, that's great on the part of the 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 student that is not news to people who watch Spencer Rattler this year, though. I, the, the younger kid was clearly the better player. He rallied the team against Texas. Spencer Rattler to me is more of a, just a name now. And I, I get it. He's from this area. He's a big deal. He, I think more concerned about playing football at the next level than embracing his Oklahoma roots. And And right now it looks like he's weighing whether or not to transfer or go into the NFL draft would be, which would be a terrible decision on his part. But now ever I mean, that's, I, I I understand that if you're Lincoln Riley, it's like, hey, I don't need this kind of flag from my own university. I got to worry about it from everybody else. But the Spencer well, speaking of that Lincoln
0: Riley, which is almost the 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 best, the most comical part of the whole thing, I suppose. yeah, is Lincoln Riley canceled all media availabilities for the rest of the week because of it. He didn't They didn't come out and say that it was because of it, but you can kind of put two and two together. And so yeah. it really this like the student just really caused a lot of chaos out there it's he it's did an interesting caleb story.
1: wilson deserves to start though so i have no problem with it all
0: right let's move on to the battle between former sooner quarterbacks again baker mayfield yep. and kyler murray going up against each other let's start out with baker mayfield's comments on going up against kyler and what he had to say about the kind of friend he is We'll we'll put it that way
1: Okay. We'll kind of raz each other back and forth during the offseason, Keep in touch every once in a while, and um, it's just a, it's a healthy relationship for us. And you know, he's a great friend of mine. Is there always going to be a, like a, a little bit of an extra layer, something special, when you guys meet? With him, there's always something. You know, there's always a little bit of trash talk. Uh, we see each other quite often in the offseason. and um, you know, like I said, he might show it differently, but behind closed doors, he is quite the trash talker. So uh, don't let him fool you. Is it uh, it radio silence between you guys this week? No, we'll we'll definitely catch up. I'm sure I'll hear it later in this week.
0: Kyler Murray may be more of a trash talker than we thought.
1: Surprising, because after Sunday's game, when we were asking him about uh, San Francisco mocking his baby Yoda pose at midfield, he kind of dismissed it. He's like, yeah, we weren't playing that well at the time, so they definitely had an opportunity to earn that, but then he did mention that subsequently right after that happened, they went down and, and essentially put the game away with the Hopkins touchdown, but that's that's interesting. I know you know they're close in the, the dynamic of like every Nissan Heisman commercial, they're like yeah. in a car together, <laughs> so they probably do spend a fair amount of time together and they have some, some good natural chemistry. I I'm sure if you're Baker Mayfield, you probably thought that yes, you were gonna go number one or be a top three to five pick. I don't know if he saw this coming. I'd be interested to hear from Baker if he saw this coming from Kyler Murray, who was his backup but didn't have an opportunity to play much at all during uh, Baker Mayfield's final year at Oklahoma. And then for Kyler Murray to, I mean, he's the bigger star between the two. I think that's the elephant in the room. Baker Mayfield is still trying to coax his own organization to giving him a, a max extension. Whereas Kyler Murray, I mean, they'll conclude the season knock mm-hmm. on wood and Michael Bidwell will essentially have a blank check for him. They're, they're in very different positions, but as far as their, as their relationship goes, I mean, Kyler's one and O against them. They played, weirdly two years ago, and theoretically you should have a three-year gap based on when you play out of conference divisions and, and that kind of thing. But it's, but it's because it's of that
0: 17th game this year, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It's that new kooky week 17. So the Cardinals have to draw a team, I think, that is one of the most complete in all football
0: yeah, that's interesting. Well, um, Kyler kind of showed how much of a trash talker he is today. So uh, I'll play the bite, and then we'll discuss because there is now a uh, a bigger storyline to the word "raz." So you noticed that Baker used the word "raz." Well, yeah. Kyler was asked if they raz each other, and here's his response. And I don't know if he's just shit talking the person who asked it, or shit talking okay. Baker, or what the deal is with this. But here's what he had to say: okay. It's fun. It's always fun when we get to um, get together and, and and do those things. Those are always fun. You guys, uh,
1: you size each other at <laughs> all? Raz. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, that was ever a word?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I got you. Right, raz. Um, yeah, no, every time we're, yeah, we raz each other for sure. Yeah, uh, all the time, all the time. Okay, kind of a smart ass, so isn't it? He
0: just didn't know. He just didn't know that Baker said that or he just, I mean, I've never heard the word raz, so I'll give that You've heard that
1: word? Somebody's razzing you? I guess it's a... I don't want to get in trouble. It's a boomer term. It comes from like that generation. You ras somebody, you, you joke with them, you, you, you know, you play, play on their expense or something like that. Um, so, you know, with all due respect to fellow Cardinal media, I mean, like Kyler of course is not going to know what that word is. Um, but I'm sure they do. I'm sure they joke around with each other. They're, they're buddies. Right. But that's hilarious. That's that. It was just literally like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what that word is.
0: I don't know. The only thing that that pops up when I Google "raz" is that it's a form of
1: like hate. Like, not it's not extreme hazing, but it's like you're you're kidding around with somebody. I'm yeah, right. It's somebody.
0: like a poker term. I'm not even going to get into it because I don't know poker. "Raz" is a poker term. That's what comes up, and like that's it.
1: It's not commonly used. Oh, heckle! Right, yeah,
0: there yeah. you go. Heckle. The f- example: the fans razzed the visiting players.
1: But that's not even how I would characterize it normally. <laughs> like you razz somebody. If I go and I razz you in the studio on on Friday or whatever, I'm, I'm kidding around. I'm making fun of Applebee's. I'm doing that kind of thing. That's that's
0: what razz means. <laughs> that's a good we're making, example.
1: We're blowing shit to Frank because of his you know his attire, whatever he's got going on that day, his his pink hat or something like that. That's what razz is.
0: Do you think that either quarterback has, anything more on the line in a game like this, where they both come from, you know, big time, the same big time program. One's younger than the other. Both Heisman winners.
1: Both number one picks. I think the microscope continues to be on Baker much more than Kyler Murray. Baker Mayfield, again, is going to play on that fifth year franchise tag. By all accounts, he's watched his peer in his draft class, Josh Allen, be extended. We're seeing what Lamar's doing right now, and he's going to be extended, right? Um, If not, you know, in the immediate future, that's who Baker Mayfield is compared to. It's not Josh Rosen, right? It's not really Sam Darnold. They're not on their same teams anymore. So Baker's the outlier, and what makes matters worse is he was picked before all those guys, picked before Josh Allen, picked before Lamar Jackson. If that, that draft has a redo... Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen go one, two, in some combination. Baker does not go first overall. And I think a lot of people assumed at that time that Baker Mayfield was not worthy of the first overall pick that came out like the day of, and people were surprised. Right. And so Kyler Murray, it was destined for him to come here really since Kip Cleansbury was hired. It was common knowledge at the combine of that February in 2019, he was going to be a Cardinal Baker Mayfield to me. I think that where the criticism is, is, he is a he's a good quarterback. He's probably steady between like 10 to fifteen on a given Sunday. And that can win you a lot of games in the NFL. Antithesis of somebody like a Kirk Cousins, right? But he's also playing on a very modest rookie contract, even for a number one pick. And so when they eventually do have to pay him, you're gonna see the mat, the deterioration of the roster, same with the Cardinals eventually when they play Kyler or when they pay Kyler. The difference is is we feel comfortable that Kyler Murray eventually can carry this team. Um, past sometimes a marginal level roster where you can't fill it with stars and free agents and pay big money. Baker Mayfield, I think the question is, can he do that long term? What does that have anything to do with this season? Probably nothing. But I think the you know you look at a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, he's just not on that level. But I do think that Cleveland has put together maybe a top one to two roster in the NFL, and so a lot of people just look at him like a like a placeholder, right? Like, hey if you don't screw this up the Browns can have a lot of success but well, as far as this
0: compared ahead. to quarterbacks that they've had in the past right. and they've had a lot in the past he's That's better true. than just a placeholder and I'll say yeah. this knowing from a knowing from experience because I am from the Cleveland area and grew up a grew up a Browns fan yeah he's getting a lot of flack this week because of the loss to the Chargers although he you know like I mean, their offense scored forty-two points. The Does defense, he play
1: linebacker too. I don't. Yeah,
0: the defense gave up forty-seven points. So I don't know what more you could have done. But one thing that I would say for a city like Cleveland, one thing people don't take into account is quarterbacks that are willing to buy in on the city. Cleveland's yeah. not historically they the franchise in and of itself was not one, and it, they've they've had some success in the last couple of years, was not one that you wanted to play for. And Cleveland isn't a city that you necessarily want to live in. And so I, when 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 Baker was drafted, you know, I know a, a lot of people that were, uh, they kind of felt like he was Johnny Manziel 2.0. And yeah. um, I think he's proved that he's definitely not that, you know, obviously. But he also has bought in on the city. And I think that's hard to find. And so I think Browns fans should be – And honestly, I have seen more. I think it's more coming from the media than it is from fans and people that are actually in Cleveland. But Browns fans should be uh, thrilled with what they have in Baker because you're not going to get every quarterback, especially not a first rounder that's going to be sold out for the city of Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I just think it's more so where he was drafted, who was drafted against the fact that this team is Super Bowl primed at every other position. I mean, he's got four touchdown passes on the year in five games with a loaded roster. Kyler Murray did that week one. So when you are under the microscope of a big time organization in terms of the city and the culture in Cleveland, and they're always in the news and you go up against the Steelers and you go up against the Ravens and those are marquee blue blood franchise in the NFL. Like you're going to get nitpicked. It's not the same. If you're in Jacksonville, it's not the same if you're in in Houston. Right. And so I, at the end of the day, I, I think he's a good player that was probably overdrafted that maybe he has to overcompensate certain things that happened in Oklahoma, you know, running away from the police, the police video, the maturity stuff. I mean, he banged on the medical staff not too long ago, had a down sophomore season last year or two years ago. He's trying to overcome a lot, but I mean, he's, he's very capable. It just goes, comes down to, okay, what does he do come January? Assuming they make the playoffs, do you think they will? And then what kind of contract can they come to terms with? But I mean, like, I think he's got a distinct advantage this Sunday, just given where his roster is compared to Kyler Murray's.
0: I apologize. I have a a dog that's handing a monkey head to I know me, what's and <laughs> wants I know me what's to play. Happened. And uh, un- unplugged my computer for a second there from the wall. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if he's I put him in his cr- dog when you
1: when you leave, Are you, is he going to have a place to go? He's
0: going to grandma and grandpa's house. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Awesome, mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa. Hey man, love love the weekends with the grandparents. I'm sure he'll enjoy that.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, but anyway, he's, uh, he's what's is he Newman? Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I put him in his crate, he'll bark. So it's just like you just gotta kind of like hope that he sleeps, and if he's awake, mm-hmm. then you got to deal with it.
1: <laughs> we he needs a Zoom setup, and we'll just get him on the show, and then we'll get my two year old in here, and it'll just be a complete <laughs> shit show. And we can we can talk cards Browns this weekend, then get their input.
0: There you go, the Frankie and Newman show. I love it. That's right. All right. So the Cardinals are three point underdogs. Uh, Johnny, you let me know that it is the third time this year that they're a road underdog, um, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. It's hard to win on the road in the National Football League. So uh, we talked about it yesterday, but do you still feel like this is a a, a fair? Um, help me out here. Is it, would it be like a line?
1: Yes, fair line. Absolutely. Fair line. Yeah, you're turning it okay. right? Uh, I do. And I would think that. Goodness, as this game maybe gets closer, I think that line might go up in Cleveland's favor. I mean, Kyler Murray, we're going to talk about it. his shoulder injury report. What does that mean? We got some injuries, got some guys out. Uh, Cleveland, by all accounts, and you know, I should mention Baker Mayfield's playing with an injury right now. So it's, yeah, they've got a lot of probably- guys that
0: are banged up on their side too. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get into that as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the line could could fluctuate from like three. It started at two and a half. Now it's at three. Maybe it gets up to four. But I would be I would stay away from it. I would I would go more on the over-under like we talked about yesterday, um, which I think is still relatively reasonable. I would take the over in this game. I think they're gonna be a ton of points. Cardinals are gonna put back to back offensive performances like we saw Sunday.
0: Well, if you're feeling the same amount of confidence in the Cardinals like Johnny is, remember you can use the code PHNX to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app at a dollar on any NFL game. Uh, And if either team scores a point, then you get $100 in free bets. So that is a no-brainer. As always, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash for details and before we move on uh we've got a new promo for our members buy any cardinals shirt get one 50 off so there you go there is your chance Ooh. to get both of the cardinals themed shirts that we have on our website the rise up red sea and my favorite just because i don't know what is that like a classic kind of look i don't know what i don't even know how to describe it but i love the the cardinal sitting on top of the football that's my favorite one
1: because it's probably something you never see in Arizona, right? I don't think there are cardinals here. They would probably die of heat exhaustion just being perched up on a football. So yeah, I, I like that shirt too. I like the Kyler look. I, I fair warning, I have both of them in rock both of them when they are shipped oh, nice. out to to uh, where I live here in Maricopa, which will probably take you know upwards of uh, several months because we're uh, isolated out here. But right. no, in all seriousness, they're fantastic. Uh, check out the members deal of the week you remember we got deals every week it's not just this week it's every week moving forward into the season and beyond man the sun's gear is flying off the shelf i'm digging all the coyote stuff i told you i already bought one of each of the collegiate shirts so uh people are rocking them on twitter we love to see that the soft fabric load up on phnx gear and we'll help you out by giving you some money off
0: if you saw michaela posting to her social media she was wearing the sun's themed shirt and she looked so cute
1: the medium is sold out, and so I'm just like refreshing my page every time. See, I can't. You know, they don't even hook up your boy here. I just I gotta I gotta wait in line with everybody else because I'm a team player. So you don't want to see me rock a medium on air and then a large <laughs> swimming in. So a medium. I'll just wait. Uh, yeah, I need a medium. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, let's move on to the injuries. Uh, we got the news that we were expecting to get on tight end, Max Williams. Unfortunately, he's been placed on IR and his season is over. He took to Twitter to say this. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has reached out with support. Your thoughts and prayers mean more to me and my family than words can explain. This is just a speed bump, not a roadblock for my career. Looking forward to being back and stronger next year. So, uh, you hate to see it, but we've had a few days to be able to come to terms with it because we we figured with the way that the injury looked and the way that he was carted off the field on Sunday, that was probably going to be the case.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, when it happened. Anytime the cart comes out and everybody huddles around that person, I mean, you just assume the worst, hope for the best. And I wanted to hold off on any kind of snap judgments. We We, we tried to keep it high level when we met yesterday, but... Put out an article this morning, shameless plug, go phnx.com, about essentially how the Cardinals can, you know, overcome or how they must, you know, pivot at this time. Go read the article. It's got some good stuff. But basically what they should do to address the position. But it it is not a snap judgment kind of move that they have to make. They're they're bringing in guys. They signed Richard Rogers, former Eagle to the practice squad. That reminds me kind of like what they did with Prince of Mucamera last year where it's like, let's get him here get him embedded in our culture let's get him caught up on the playbook see what happens maybe he can contribute you know down the line Uh, i think that probably a move to be made um in the next three to four weeks the trading deadline is early november the problem is sherson is there are teams right now that think they're in it that probably won't be in it right and so can't really gauge the market outside of two or three teams considering that you know maybe they're more apt to hang on to players right now so as far as this sunday goes Good news is Daryl Daniels is back. He missed last week because of a COVID, either contact or a positive COVID test. He's going to start uh, and has been with this team for some time since 2018, 16, I believe. So the entire Kingsbury era. So they're, they'll make do right now. Uh, but as far as getting to where they hope to be, I mean, replacing Max Williams and all he brought to this team, especially from a receiving standpoint this year, which is not something he's historically done. I mean, it's a, it's a major blow.
0: Yeah, I think the Cardinals probably have their list of guys that they would like to go after. And there's just kind of a situation where you wait and see which guys will actually be available based on how their teams are performing near the deadline. So some other news that we learned today. Um, well, Frank is is no longer a suspect in Jordan Phillips' disappearance because he's back. Miraculously, we don't know what he was suffering from, if anything, but he he's back. He's, he's off IR.
1: He's back with a back, I guess, because it was a back injury. Supposedly that got leaked out on Twitter this afternoon. I, I don't buy it. Um, listen, he came into camp in shape, I, I guess, and then had a mysterious injury and then disappeared. Right. So it's good news. I did not. I color me surprised, color me wrong. I've told you on this program and others that I didn't think he'd be back with the club. I had it on some source information. They were kind of stashing him on the IR.
0: You were so convinced that he would never suit up.
1: I had a conspiracy theory going. It was just strange, bizarre. I mean, the guy's making eight figures this year. He's not around. No one knows. Uh, so he's back this week. Now, the caveat is he's activated to practice. Will he play this Sunday? Have he not practiced for several weeks? I, I'm not sure. I would be hesitant to rush him back into a game Snap judgment after just activating him. I think, and we'll talk about Rodney Hudson too. I think the plan is go into Cleveland with what you have. Next weekend, you play a Houston team that let's call it like we see. It's not very good, right? Looking ahead to that, I believe, October 28th, Thursday night game, which yep. we'll be we have with the plan, which is exciting. Get him ready for that game if you if you if you want to do that. I'm I'm worried that. If he's not ready, you throw him out there this weekend, he gets injured again, right? So you, you're 5-0. You can slow play a couple things now. There's not the sense of urgency that's facing, let's say, Seattle or San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I would say no way would he play on Sunday. That's just my opinion. I don't think they're going to do that to him. But you did mention Rodney Hudson. So no Rodney Hudson, the star center that has really been the difference maker for the Cardinals offense this year. Um he is week to week and he will not be available on Sunday. So that is a huge blow to me that it might be the biggest blow. If you're talking about Chandler Jones um, and he was also, uh, it was confirmed that he did test positive for COVID-19 and he has symptoms. So it wasn't going to be, I think we were, we were maybe thinking of like best case scenario. Maybe he tested, but didn't have any symptoms or, you know, you could always have like a false negative or something like that. And so I think before we talked to Cliff, we were kind of hoping for best case scenario. Um, maybe there would still be a chance that he would be uh, good to go on Sunday, but that's not the case. Um, he He's not going to be able to play Sunday.
1: You're right. Hudson's the bigger loss because it directly affects Kyler Murray. Uh, as much as I love Chandler Jones, and, and he was phenomenal Sunday along with J.J. Watt. I mean, Kyler Murray right now is a little banged up. We'll talk about that. And not having your all-pro center is not ideal. Now, Cleveland's front seven, while very good, is not specifically a defensive tackle the same as what you saw with San Francisco. Armstead and Reader for San Francisco, I think, are better players than Malik Jackson and Malik McDowell, both of whom are banged up right now. The, Cleveland is, is relatively average up the middle of their defense. Where they're very good is Miles Garrett's probably the best defender going in the NFL. It's not named Aaron Donald. He plays edge rusher, and then you've got Clowney um, and Tack McKinley on the other side. So it's a big game for Kelvin Beachum and DJ Humphreys again. Um, Max Garcia, give him credit, played really well in that fourth quarter. And yeah. they put points on the board with him, and they put away the Niners with him at center. I've said, you know, for the last 72 hours since this happened, you can get through one to two ab- game absence with with Rodney Hudson, without Rodney Hudson. But it's like if it was a prolonged injury, if we're talking seeping into November, December, that's when you really start to feel the effects of it. So I, I'm happy that let's just let him recover. It, rib injuries typically heal relatively quickly if they're not broken. We did a Google search the other day, and it was like six weeks if it's broken. Well, it's not broken. <laughs> We're, we're not doctors, but we play some on this podcast. Uh, I think he'll be okay. And again, just like Jordan Phillips, getting ready for that Packer game on Thursday. I I don't have I don't have that source. I don't know that. But if I had to guess, it's like okay, you go with what you have this weekend. And and everybody, like for instance, people are asking me if Chandler had had a false negative. Would he Would he start on Sunday? I'm like no, because the game plan is going to be inputted. All this game plan is being inputted right now. So whether it's Dennis Garneck or Devon Kennard or J.J. Watt on the edge, he's getting filled in right now. And so even if he was active, it would probably be sparingly. The guys that they're going with right now are the ones with the ones in practice, if that makes sense. So you get your game plan ready to go. The team has quality depth. I mean, they've got depth at edge rusher. Devon Kennard's making a lot of money, right? And he has not – he's probably underperformed, has underperformed. Big game for him. Max Garcia, former fourth-round pick. They signed last year. He, he didn't play because he was hurt. Big game for him. So they are capable and they can win this game, but you're going to really see the testament to this roster that Steve Kime built.
0: And I think we're going to see just how serious or not serious. I mean, he is playing, but Kyler Murray suffered uh, a right shoulder injury on Sunday. And so he was limited in practice today. I mean, obviously he's going to be good to go, but we'll have to keep an eye on whether or not that bothers him. Um, Did he have the same injury last year?
1: You know, pro football talk. I I read the article today by it wasn't Mike Florio, one of their other writers, basically confirming it is the same injury he suffered last November. But I also remember his lower body was banged up. That was
0: to yeah, me that the was the one injury. that was more talked about,
1: right? Because he couldn't move around. And right. so I saw Kyler Murray still move around fairly functional on Sunday after you know he was working it out on the sideline. I I assumed we talked about it on the post game show. It was going to tighten up after the game Monday and Tuesday. That's probably what this is. Um, now, do I think it changes their game plan? That's a, that's a different discussion. Maybe they're more likely to run the ball this this weekend with James Conner and Chase Edmonds. But I don't think he'll be hampered. Um, and I, I know that it's imperative for them to protect him because we saw it Sunday. Like, he gets dinged up. He's not Justin Herbert, right? He's not Josh Allen. He can't run around like Trey Lance, who now coincidentally is hurt. It's five, yeah. 510 and a half, maybe um, they need to keep him upright. And he's very, usually very consistent with sliding and giving himself up. There were just a couple instances. And Frank did a great job on our show yesterday of him trying to escape the pocket, not pushing the ball upfield, not working his way up the pocket. And I, I'm sure that's a point of emphasis for Kingsbury this week.
0: Yeah. Some of the same stuff that he did last year. Uh, and I think he's probably well aware of everything that he's doing uh, yeah. Tell me if you were nervous at all about anything else that came out on the practice report, because again, we are very cautious of, of a Wednesday. Did I say practice report yeah. uh, injury report? Um, very cautious of a Wednesday injury report, but the guys that did not play include uh, or did not practice include Jordan Hicks with a toe injury. Hopkins had some sort of illness. Rodney Hudson, did not practice Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, both did not practice. Um, uh, Corey Peters, but he's, he's good to go. And then Tanner Vallejo did not practice with a hand injury. So that's just the did not practice portion of the injury report for uh, the Cardinals.
1: Uh, Marco Wilson, Byron Murphy. I saw we doing some sideline stuff uh, tomorrow and Friday. will be big for them. If they are out those next few days, are not going to play. I think, one or both will play. Marco Wilson was close to playing last weekend. Byron Murphy, obviously, is a better player you, you'd want, either or. Uh, and then also, Vallejo plays inside linebacker. I think the plan is now they've activated seventh-round pick James Wiggins, and so you could see him take on those duties, special teams. Xavier Collins going to continue to play a lot, uh, probably w- was with the starters today with Isaiah Simmons, so you've got insurance there with Jordan Hicks. Uh, but Tanner Vallejo being out means it's James Wiggins time. But their front seven, for the most part, outside of Chandler Jones is intact. And that's what you're going to need to lean on, again, against Cleveland.
0: Speaking of Cleveland, some notable uh, guys on their injury report include both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Neither practiced today. Um, Jadavian Clowney, their defensive end, did not practice um, and let me see if there's any, and David Najoku, their tight end did not practice. So those are some notable names, um, on their injury report. Again, it could be a similar situation where a little banged up, but they'll all be good to go. Oh, Miles Garrett also. Okay. I didn't see him. Miles Garrett, defensive end. So they've got two defensive ends and they've got both their running backs that did not practice today. So, so basically all their mean.
1: best players didn't practice. Today.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: The Cardinals so- would be. Uh, very fortunate if any one of those players didn't play. We'll see what happens. The most important being Garrett. I mean, but Chubb might be number two. He's fantastic. Big week for the Cardinals to be able to wrap up and tackle. Uh, and they did better in the second half against San Francisco's running game, but to me, I, if you're if you're the offense, and I know they're missing Rodney Hudson, you got to be licking your chops after what Justin Herbert did last week. It's a big bounce-back week for this offense. The defense for Cleveland, they've lost some pieces in the secondary, but the browns are just much more controlled than whatever the hell we saw from San Francisco's offense which was just like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks and let this you know 21-year-old run around that was not you know 2021 conventional offense they want to work off of that being cleveland play action they want to run the ball they want to hit their tight end and striden and joku Hooper Austin Hooper's a good player so it, the cardinals are going to have to play really well to win this game i know that's like super hot take johnny but like th- this will be their most difficult game to date, given the circumstances and the opponents.
0: I agree. Cliff Kingsbury said that earlier in the week, although, you know, sometimes you don't know what's coach speak and what's not, but I, I think truly, I think this is going to be their most difficult test. Um, Sean said, how about Gardek?" So I think he was asking about whether or not we're going to see him in, in Sunday's matchup.
1: Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll definitely have a role. This is going to be his third week back, so you would feel pretty good about him getting his sea legs and and feeling good about being in a rotation. I just think that we're going to see the same kind of front we saw last week. So it was, a, it was a combination of a 4-3 and a 3-3, the three inside linebackers and then three to four defensive linemen. Watt's going to play edge. He played edge last week. I would expect that to continue. So then you've got Marcus Golden probably playing on the other side to start the game. I mean, they've, they've got so much defensive talent. They're six in the NFL in scoring. Like, you can survive a game without Chandler Jones, but can you survive a game without Jones and Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy? That's, mm-hmm. that's the question. Against a really good offense. That, that'll be the test. But, I mean, maybe this is in a weird way. Like, Chandler Jones needs to take a second and, and get, his, get, his, um, get back into whatever he needs to, to to get back to what he was week one. I'm going to say, like, get back into shape. But like, and it's not good that he has COVID. I don't want him to have COVID. But like, take a take a week off, you know, and then we'll see you for Houston.
0: Wait, why do you think that's a good thing? Well, because he hasn't had a sack
1: since week one. He's got one sack all. He's you
0: haven't had sack any sack, in, sack in four weeks. So take a week off. Just don't practice. Don't do anything. Be <laughs> sick, and I think it's going to be good for you.
1: That <laughs> it came out wrong. You're right. It, it did not. It was like my comment yesterday about Cliff and. Coming from a military family, I'm good for one just <laughs> atrocious take one week. Chandler, we love you. We hope you you hope, hope you come back healthy and, and, and ready to go just as soon as you're ready.
0: And in, in <laughs> your defense, you've made like fifty great comments this entire. Oh, thank past. you. Today, thank um, you. that was just one that was just a little off the mark. But well, <laughs> hang on a
1: second. You're Let me just try guy. to justify it real quick. He's got so dating back to week one last year, he's got sacks in two games, and he's played like maybe ten games. That's at some point it becomes a pattern. It's not just, you know, a flash in the pan. So he was fantastic Sunday. But when, The Cardinals just have a hard time. They get pressure. They just have a hard time wrapping up. They're one of the lowest rated tackling teams via pro football focus, especially sacking quarterbacks. So they got to figure that out because, I mean, it's pressures are great, but if it doesn't result in negative yardage and negative plays, I mean, what good is it?
0: I'm just saying, I don't know that like sitting an entire week, it, it like without injury or anything, just like saying, like, what if you just sit a week, maybe you'll do better. I mean, I don't know, maybe that will like light a fire. Maybe, maybe he'll just all of a sudden.
1: I'm just being dumb. I don't know. He's probably code, doesn't feel well. More
0: enough. sacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. on
1: tape this week during my isolation period.
0: I am still jealous of something that happened over the weekend somebody cashing in on over $40,000 because they hit on a 15-pick parlay, it's still like bet? burned in my brain. Like, oh my gosh, that could be me if I stick with it this thing. <laughs> you
1: gotta spend money to make money. That's what, that's what I'm gonna tell you. You gotta dabble as much as you can. And the more often you gamble, the, the more likely it is that you win. That's how odds work, as crazy as it sounds. So I know. And this my, person
0: only put down $25, which is the most insane part of it all.
1: Well, what's funny is that if you're new to this gambling scene, which many of you are, and you use the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you use that promo code, you get a hundred free dollars worth of bets. If you just bet
0: $1. Yeah. And the idea is with the same game parlay, the more you combine more bets, you combine the bigger payouts you're going to get. So hence the over $40,000 payout because there were 15... I mean, that's really hard to hit, but hey, kudos to that person. And um, I don't know, I'll have to start thinking of what I'm going to combine for a Sam Game Parlay this week.
1: You know what's fun? Kind of a fun life hack with DraftKings is when you're married like me and you use all of your promotions, you just go to your wife and you're like, hey, I need your phone, I'm going to download this app and I'm going to gamble through you now to get more free money. So if you haven't had a chance to take advantage of your spouse... Or your significant other yet? Ooh. Go go and do that because they have to have an email and social security number and all that good stuff. So, don't share that online. But just a little tip: everybody should have the app on their phone, even husbands and wives who don't necessarily gamble, it's and girlfriends tip. and boyfriends and all that stuff. I have another good tip for you if you're if you so inclined.
0: Would love to hear it. <laughs>
1: So uh, I'm really enjoying, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm really enjoying using my lawnmower 4.0 via manscape.com. Manscaped.com promo code same one, phnx. You get 20% off site-wide free shipping. The lawnmower 4.0 is how I get taken care of. So I'm camera ready for you, America, here on all of our live streams and podcasts. Uh, you know, I'm five 6 full-blooded Italian man. I got nose coming out of my – or uh, hair coming out of my nose and my ears. My eyebrows are out of control. You know, sometimes my arm hair is crazy. You got and, nose you know, coming
0: out of your face. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I look like Robin Williams half the time. So I got this lawnmower, and it just does its job. I don't get rid of everything, clearly, but I look presentable for society. And if that's what you're interested in, now that hopefully people are getting back out and they're socializing, they're taking their masks off when it's appropriate – use manscaped.com promo code phnx site-wide you get 20% off and free shipping i mean we're just dishing out deals left and right i'm like steve nash cheers and you're like Mari stoudemire underneath and my son's uh lingo's outdated so i'm gonna get yelled at by gerald (laughs) and everybody else but
0: yeah people here in arizona still resonate with those analogies i like i
1: know who devin booker is i'm not just a football guy but
0: Do you know who Chris Paul is and Deion Raiden is? Uh,
1: I do. Of course, of course. Come on. All right. There's an offseason for the Cardinals. I can focus on the other great Valley sports teams we have here. And you should, too.
0: Just making sure. And, yes, I left off a lot of names, a lot of great names on the Phoenix Suns roster. We just don't have time to get into that because this is a Cardinals podcast. All right. Let's move into Bird Gang Blitz Mailbag. So we asked you what you would like to know. Uh first question came from KV23 is it time to consider extending cliff
1: wow hmm. how the tables have turned here yeah, in seriously. Uh, the red sea well 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 KV um i would say let's talk after the season's over is about as basic as i can put it if he gets into the playoffs extension i uh, have no problem with that You look at some of these other dumpster fire coaches in the NFL, like the Joe judges, the world Cardinals, if, if he gets the playoffs, which knock on what looks like they're in that direction, he'll have one losing season in three years. He'll be well over 500 and he'll be trending upwards. So I would say hell yes to that.
0: I'm surprised you didn't use Kyle Shanahan as your example.
1: I can, you know, I can only beat up on the poor guys so often. They're, they're, they got their own issues. We can just talk about them later.
0: There are a lot of NFL coaches with a lot of issues going on right now. Um, so That's I true. would say, yes, the Cardinals are very lucky to have their head coach be Cliff Kingsbury. But I also think that they should pump the brakes, wait till the season is over. I mean, there are still a lot of football, a lot of games true. left to be played, and uh, they're for sure going to have to make the postseason in order for that to even be a consideration. So we, we shall see. Great. All right. Luke Nye says, who are the Cardinals going to miss most this week against Cleveland? I, I accidentally already answered this question a little bit early or uh, Hudson Max or Murphy slash Marco. So we do not know that uh, if Mar- Mur- Byron Murphy or um, Marco Wilson, the, if they're going to play. So that's not a surefire thing. Um, but if you were to ask me, even if they were surefire, uh, scratches, I would say it would probably be Hudson still
1: agreed. Um, Robert Offwood looks good, number one corner. Uh, their second and third stringers played admirably. Cleveland, their receiving core outside of Odell Beckham is banged up. Jarvis Landry's not playing, from Peoples Jones is a nice player, but. Cardinals have multi-dimensional corners, defensive backs, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. They can get by another week. Uh, You'd hate to see it. You'd love at least one of those guys to go. And, you know, I love Max Williams, but, I mean, a lot of people view tight end as a luxury position as it is. Rodney Hudson was the centerpiece of the offseason outside of J.J. Watt. Third-round pick you sent to the L.A. or the Vegas Raiders. And, and he's made such a big difference in the short term. So hopefully they can get him back. But that's by far the biggest one.
0: We agree. All right. Um, Bear Down Steven says.
1: Read the rest I- of the re- read the rest of that.
0: You th- would you think I was not going to? No, I thought you were going to run,
1: jump to the question.
0: I was oh, then he, I that. didn't even look at that. Oh, bear down, Steve, craft beer, chugging with the fellas. Uh, 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 there you go. Uh, uh, That's one heck of a name. Uh, All right. So uh, he says, uh, I feel like Chandler Jones at times sells out too much in the past mm-hmm. that it has hurt the run defense at times. Well, having a more balanced player take Jones' spot benefit the run defense more than a loss of the focus of the Browns' O-line, always being on Jones, being taken away? Johnny?
1: Well, bear down Steve beer chugging with the fellas. <laughs> I, I like where your head is because I think that um, Chandler against the run has been pretty marginal this year. So if you're thinking about, okay, let's set the tone on early downs with somebody that's more stout. I agree with that. I just don't know that the Cardinals have that player on the roster. So I would say probably not. Devon Kennard has not been good this year. And if they're playing more of a four, three front, he's not a defensive end. Now, Zach Allen's interesting because he played really well last week. Might've been his best game ever as a pro. So uh, there are a lot of people who may want to see Allen and Watt as the two defensive ends this week. If that's the case, give it a try. You have to try something different.
0: I'd love to see uh, that.
1: Yeah. You have to get creative and, then you can send Simmons and some other guys off the edge alongside them. To me, it's all about Watt. I mean, Watt right now is is the life, the lifeblood of this front seven. Who would you know? Who's kind of absent the first couple games of the season? He's he's really come a long way, uh, and I think he's hitting a stride now. So I would not want to block ninety nine. So as much as I feel like you know, I Chandler probably can be replaced as a run defender. They have seemingly figured it out to force teams to get to passing downs, and that's where he does his damage. So you'd still rather have Chandler Jones.
0: Speaking of coming a long way, Zach Allen really has come a long way as well. Not yeah. only through the first few weeks of the season, but in the off season, he worked his tail off to get better, and we're seeing a wildly different uh, Zach Allen. And and I think and I've talked about this before. I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that J.J. Watt has taken him under his wing. But I wouldn't mind seeing the combo, like you mentioned with, uh, Zach Allen and, and JJ Watt.
1: Some guys are just late bloomers in the NFL and he came into the league. He was really young coming out of, uh, Boston, Boston college and couldn't stay healthy. So yeah, knock on wood, this is his breakout season.
0: All right. Last question. Coach V asking, does Rondale Moore have a shot to be offensive rookie of the year? Who are the top competitors for this honor?
1: Well, coach V, uh, He's definitely in the conversation. They do a APL rookie team, and I think he will be included if they do three, two to three wideouts, which, which they should. But there's a certain Cincinnati Bengals receiver in Jamar Chase right now who is going to be maybe a, a pro bowler. Uh, he's putting up consistently like 120 yards a game with Cincinnati and had a terrible preseason. We talked about all the drops that he had, and he looked kind of like a bust early on. Thankfully, I didn't run with that narrative. Uh, and. Yeah, to me, he he he's the standout, which is fun because like it's always a quarterback, right? The quarterbacks stink this year. All the rookie quarterbacks look terrible.
0: I don't know. I I'm saw I it. saw some like mock. Um, I forget what site it was, but they had Mac Jones as the front runner. I was like, no. Uh,
1: Mac Jones completing four yards a pass for an average New England team, no chance. Jamar is the front runner. Um, you know, Rashawn Slater is really good. The tackle for the Chargers. But I, Rondell's in the discussion. Listen, Rondell Moore, who was like bottom mid to bottom at the end of the second round. If you're, if he's even in the discussion, that's a hell of a draft pick. If Marco Wilson's even in the discussion for the All Rookie Team, that's a hell of a draft pick. For me, I don't the accolades. That's whatever. You just want them to play, and if they're playing on a good team, that means they're a good pick because that sets them up for success two, three years down the line. What's always been frustrating about the Cardinal rookies is. Cardinals weren't winning, and then their rookies weren't playing. And so it was like, well, what the hell? We, let's play the young guys and try to get better. It's great to see Zavian Collins making an impact in a big division win. It's great that we're talking about Marco Wilson being a key cog and they can't afford not to have him. He was a fourth-round pick. Nobody watches the drafts outside of us on day three, and he's come a long way. And there are teams that just can't cover Rondell Moore. So, I mean, it's one of Steve Kime's greatest draft classes to date to go along with 2015. I, I don't think that's hyperbole to say at this point, so.
0: I would agree. I think uh, Jamar Chase would be the front runner at this point, just because he has a bigger role in, in the offense than Rondell Moore does. I mean, he's a, Rondell Moore is a, is a little overshadowed now. I think he's got a perfect um, role right now for a rookie with this team, but you've got Hopkins and AJ green, Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk also, you know, a a wide receiver. So he just doesn't have the same role. He's not going to put up the same numbers um, most likely and so, um, I would say Jamar Chase and he's garnered a lot of attention, a lot more national attention than Rondale Moore has, but that shouldn't take away from anything that Rondale has, has added to this team or what his capabilities are just two different time next
1: year. Yeah. This time next year, if not late this season, Rondell will be the number two receiver on this team. Um, Christian Kirk's on a contract here and AJ Green is on a one-year contract. Uh, Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins will be the number two and one receiver, uh, this time next year. So, um, but yeah, he, I mean, way better than I thought coming out of Purdue did not anticipate him having this kind of impact just for a point of reference, Jamar Chase, and you had a phenomenal point, Cherson, he's the guy in Cincinnati. He's on pace for just under 1500 yards receiving and 16 touchdowns through, uh, five games. So pretty good for
0: a rookie. Wow. That's impressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I um, I'm heading out to Cleveland in the morning, so I have to go pack uh-huh. my suitcase and um, pull out my winter gloves and my winter jacket <laughs> and my winter hat. It's going to be rainy and cold. Cold for me. Cold for us people that live here in Arizona and who have adapted to the heat. So I think it's going to be like the yeah. 50s, 60s during the day, de- like 50s at night, 60s during the day, which is like I might have gotten that wrong, but it's somewhere around there. I don't want to be over dramatic. Well,
1: it's been like that in Arizona the last couple of days. It, this morning, you know, I went, we took our kids to school, I mean, took my son to school. It was like, it's like low fifties this morning. And I was like, what the hell is that? It took a steep drop. It went from like nineties to like semi-cold. We didn't have any of that 70 degree temperature that we normally
0: yeah, have. Yeah. See, I can't, I just can't do that. All right. Turns out I'm being a little overdramatic. It's a high of 81 and a low of 68 tomorrow. <laughs>
1: sounds, sounds like um, ideal weather
0: but it gets worse. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday, heavy chances of rain with lows of 59, 52 and 53 on Sunday. To me, like the the high on Sunday for kickoff is um is 61 degrees. So to me, mm. that's like I need a winter jacket and some gloves because that's how I operate now. So I'm have to We take have all that you out. on
1: Yes. Well, I don't at all that shit. So that, that's a problem for me if, if, if and when we travel. Um, when we have you on the PHNX tailgate show and you're outside the stadium, I expect you to be in full bundled up gear and the uh, knitted hat and the scarf and have people walking by and they're like in a polo or a jersey. Shorts
0: and, and a t-shirt probably. Yeah. yeah.
1: Completely overdramatic. I, I need that content.
0: Okay. I, I can assure you that I will be bundled up because I hate being cold and that's why I live in Arizona. Fair enough. Uh, All right. Well, I will be in Cleveland, and so I'll be doing the show from Cleveland Friday. I'll be doing a social media takeover. um, And, of course, Johnny, Frank, you guys are going to join me on Friday. We're going to have our normal coverage, and then we'll have game day coverage uh, pregame and postgame like normal. So if you have not subscribed to make sure that you don't miss it yet to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts or following us on social media yet, phnx underscore sports at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to follow us as well. And I'll see you Friday, Johnny. PHNX Cardinals podcast
1: on the road for the first time. Get after a cheers and have a good time.
0: Thanks. See ya.